Welcome to a couple of Rad Techs podcasts where we bring you an inside look at the world of radiology from the unique perspective of a married couple of radiologic technologists. Together, we have years of experience, exactly 30 years in the field, and we are here to demystify the science of medical imaging. Radiology is the unsung hero of the medical field, providing doctors with crucial images and information that help diagnose and treat illnesses. Join us as we explore the latest techniques, technologies, and innovations in radiology and discover the vital role we play in the healthcare industry. So come along for the ride as we share our passion for radiology as a married couple. Welcome, everybody. I am Chandria Singleton of Healthy Trails Living. We are live with our special guest, Miss Kendra Robinson. Today, we are going to chit-chat again about health and wellness, but specifically self-care. So let me tell you a little bit about Miss Kendra, and so you can kind of get to know who she is. I know you probably see it inside of the caption there, but let me read this amazing bio off for this amazing woman. Kendra Robinson is a business consultant specializing in nonprofit startups as well as leadership development. She is the CEO founder of the Community Outreach Coalition, a nonprofit agency that provides community development to low-income families and KSR Business Support, LLC, a nonprofit consulting agency. She also has a master's in business administration. Kendra is pursuing a doctorate of business administration with an emphasis on nonprofit management. Her passion, she gets to share every day as an adjunct instructor at North Central University teaching nonprofit administration. But get this, you guys, she is also an author. On top of all of that, she's an author. Her book is The Healthy Boss, a self-help book for busy entrepreneurs and leaders. If you want to connect with Kendra, look in the caption. Click on those links, you guys. Welcome, Miss Robinson. Welcome, Kendra, to our chit chat today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. I am so happy to have this conversation. I was just a guest on your uh, live, and we had such a fun conversation. I lost track of time that I could not wait till I got you here. <laughs> it is fine. That's what happens when you have fun. Yeah. And you are so down to earth. We actually met you guys. As you can see, I meet a lot of my guests on Clubhouse or just by strolling through Instagram or LinkedIn. And I just reach out and say, hey, I love what you're doing. I love what you're about. Would you be willing to be a guest on my show? And she was gracious enough, which I really appreciate it, as several of the other guests have been to say, hey, would you also like to be a guest on mine? So you know, that's all part of entrepreneurship. Networking is connecting with people. So I love connecting with especially other business women. So Kendra, tell us who is the healthy boss and how did you get that title? <laughs> so I started my business when I was 17. So I've been in business for a while and it wasn't until about 2017, when I turned 27, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. And I realized it was because I was not being healthy at all. Like I was in school, I was managing my businesses. I was running from here. I was on all these boards and commissions. I was eating out three times a day, wasn't making time to exercise, wasn't really being conscious about what was going on with my body. And I started thinking like, wait a minute, like how can I lead my staff and the people around me if I'm not here so I have to be healthy. I have to put things in place so that I can be here and I can take care and have a good impact for the community. And when I started to do that and I would you know, change practices, I would go walking on my lunch break or bring healthier options to work. And then that's when my staff was like, oh, so she's... <laughs> 
she's made some some big changes here and that's how i got the title the healthy boss and my staff started picking up on those things and we would start working out together we'll start making healthier choices together and they'll come for me for motivation and support so i realized that other people needed that same support like a lot of people especially people who start their own business they're so focused on making sure their business drives and they're working long hours and stressed out but they never take care of themselves so that they can be the best them in their business i love it i mean your title caught me immediately when i read your bio on clubhouse i was like the healthy boss then i saw you holding up this book and i was like she's gorgeous then we talked and i'm like her personality is killer <laughs> gotta ask her to be i mean i just the healthy boss caught me definitely at first i mean i just like stalked your ig page but i love how you first of all took responsibility and saw your health i mean i think that people think that i just became vegan or became a health coach because I wanted to be skinny. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I was going blind in my right eye from migraines every day. And I was living off of Benadryl, Excedrin, and a goodies powder and a coat just to make it through 12 hours of working at a hospital and trying not to, my head not to explode. Right. I, you know, I've always dealt with, with migraines, but I dealt with them, but they just got worse. And I was already eating healthy. And I'm like, what? else could I do for my health? So I love that you recognize that, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, but I got to take care of myself first. Right. right. You know, and a lot of people, you know, don't recognize they'll keep going, especially you, you, you hear business professionals, and execs just dropping dead of heart attacks because they don't listen to their bodies. Right. And it's like, what, what's more important? Like, because you cannot be attentive. I know that I felt some days like I was a zombie. So you can't be a great boss and listen to your staff or even come up with great ideas. If you're just walking in and going through the motions, like you actually want to be present so that you can have a lasting impact. And then you'll be able to encourage other people too, because you'll have a positive mindset. Like in the book, I don't just talk about physical and dietary. I'm talking about mental health, social health, intellectual, and people don't even think about all those things as an entrepreneur. They don't think about like, Sometimes work can come home and they don't think about just, you know, overall stress or even growing and learning new things as time changes. Think about those entrepreneurs who were sick to the book. And when the pandemic hit, they're like, oh, Lord, we got to do virtual. We got to go online. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have an internet. So, yep. <laughs> I heard plenty of people say it like, I don't like networking like that. I don't like just cold call. I don't like getting on Zooms, meeting people. I, I've had Zoom meetings with people, like just connection calls. And they're like, I really don't like doing this, but I'm like, we can end it right now. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, who would do that? You know, who said right. that? I mean, it's not my favorite thing either, but you know what? I was like, there's no other way for me to connect with people. Exactly. They're, right. I actually love it now. Right. Like, so now we're to the point, like, we can't go back. <laughs> Some of these things have to stay in place. We can't even go back. <laughs> yes, I love my car gas bill is like, I can't tell you the last time I filled up my tank. Yes, yes. And then like, even what you were saying about like, you haven't went to the grocery store in a couple months because you had those gardens. I feel the same way because sometimes yeah. we were just eating just because we were going to networking meetings yeah. and lunches. Let's have lunch. Let's have coffee. And then you end up spending all this money. But when you're at home, you just go ahead and run to the kitchen. We'll still have coffee over Zoom. Right. <laughs> We would still have coffee over Zoom when we save money. But I love how conscious you you were. You And you didn't just think about yourself. 
I think, you know, sometimes we think about self-care, we we think about ourselves, but self-care, it looks like you took self-care to another level. Yeah. I know as, an, as a boss, you know, your employees were important to you, but right then you were trying to get your blood pressure down. It's funny because I was a manager of an imaging center at the time and my employee looked at me one day and said, do you realize you take those three things every day? And I didn't realize that, you know, three, four times a week that she saw me, I was taking Benadryl, Excedrin and goodies powder and a coat, wow. you know, every day. And she was like, yeah, I don't think that's too. And I knew that wasn't good. <laughs> right. I, I knew that wasn't good. Right. Like, sometimes takes your employees, you know, kind of look. But, you know, after that, like you, I started, OK, got to do this. Everybody in the office was eating plant based like me. We were doing smoothies. We had a blender. We bought a blender. Yes. Kitchen. I mean, what's some of the things that you incorporated, not only for your health, but also for your staff? So you know how staff, when it's like, oh, we're having a birthday party and everybody wants to bring cake and they want to, you know, have fried chicken and all this type of stuff. So I am the type of person I already like to cook. So I like to cook things that they already like and then make it plant-based. And then they're like, oh, they just think they're eating a regular piece of cake, but they don't know that I use just egg and almond milk <laughs> and, or applesauce to replace those things. So it's technically vegan. So I wait until after they eat it. And I'm like, oh, by the way, that's vegan. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, I wonder, okay, so how long have you been on this journey as the healthy boss? So I've been on the, the journey since 2017. So it's been some years and it's been some ups and downs because at first I was like, when my doctor was like, you need to go on these medicines. I'm like, I don't like medicines. I'm not doing it. I can do it the natural way. But then I didn't realize how hard it was to break those habits of eating out all the time when you're busy or when you're stressed and all those type of things. I didn't even realize how hard it was. So I ended up actually was the straw was I was taking four blood pressure medicines a day day to regulate my medicine. And I'm like, I am too young to be doing this. And it's people around me who were going through the same thing. And I'm like, we're not even 30 and we're taking blood pressure medicine. So that was the last straw. Over time, um, I would go to pescatarian, to vegetarian. And then I'm like, okay, I, I have mostly everything vegan in my house. I think I can try this vegan thing. So I tried it. I've been doing strictly vegan since September. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So what led you to writing the book and your nonprofit things that you're doing? Have you always been doing that or have you found more time to do it since embarking on this healthy lifestyle? (laughs) Right, right. So I feel like I've always had a passion to serve. If I look back, like, so being that I even just started a whole nonprofit at 17, you're like, what 17 year old thinks about helping their community at 17? So I always had a passion to serve. When I was seven, eight years old, I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help people. So I always had a passion to serve people. And I feel like everything I do, that is what I do. I serve people through my nonprofit. I'm helping families and youth. With my consulting people, I'm helping people who have that same passion to serve the community as I am build their dream. So that's pretty much how it happened because, you know, being that I'm always thinking about other people, when I knew that I was on this journey, I'm like, I know that I can't be the only one. And then I started researching and it really was other people who had those same struggles. So that's what made me decide, okay, I need to write this self-help book so that people can write out their journey, 
see how they can make these changes and realize that it's really not that hard. You just have to take one step at a time. Yeah, I mean, you said a key word, habits, because as I coach clients, I realized that, you know, I've never been one on a diet roller coaster. My problem was the migraines and the managing my weight when it came to keeping on weight, which can be just as, you know, detrimental to the body being obese. So, you know, some people say, well, that's a problem I wish I had. No, it's not. <laughs> Right. You know, you wake up one day and then ten, two days later, you lost 10 pounds. That's and then the next day you gain back 10 pounds and then you drop every day. That's a roller coaster. Hormones are off. All kind of stuff is off when that happens. So I tell people, don't be careful what you wish for. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, be careful. One man's problem is another man's. What is it? Another man's problem is something I'm bad with saying. But you know what? <laughs> <Me too. laughs> my mom and my husband for that. They are great at saying I am not. But, you know, the point is, you know, you just deal with what you have. And I love how you talked about habits because I realized that I had seen people struggle the opposite end in my family with weight on another. And I knew that wasn't really the problem that I was dealing with. I needed to reintroduce some habits into my life that I could stick with. Because if I was going to go vegan, I was, I'm not a salad vegan. I am not. And people look at me like, how have you been vegan since 06? And recently now I'm not vegan anymore because I eat honey. So, you know, I'm not vegan. They consider vegans people that don't eat anything with a mother or father. And I chose to go back to honey. Just my personal. I buy from beekeepers. So I try to do it as responsibly as possible. But I just feel honey helps me. And I tell people, do what makes your body feel good. Your body would tell you. Right. You know, that's true. Your body will say, hey, hey, I knock, knock. I need some of this. And if it's not bad, you know, or detrimental to your health, then, you know, you definitely listen to it. Sometimes mine would tell me Krispy Kreme. So I try not to listen. To- <laughs> I try not to listen to that part as I'm driving down the street. Right, right. But, you know, I encourage people habits is what you want because habits stick. Habits make you happy. Habits are simple. What is your take on that? Yes, I just think that you should have healthier habits because a lot of people think that, oh my God, if I go on a diet, I just have to drop everything and eat a salad. No, like sometimes you can just substitute things. And that's, I like to show people like, you don't have to just give up everything. All you have to do is make some healthier substitutions. Instead of getting a whole thing of ice cream, let's see if we can make some nice cream or make a drink a smoothie or something. You're still getting your sugar fix. But you might do it differently. So I just think that if you have those habits, try to figure out how you can make it a little healthier, especially so it's not a drastic change. A lot of people just like, okay, I'm going to stop eating everything. I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day and I'm going to lose all this weight. We're going to do that for one day and that's it. (laughs) Don't put a gallon in front of me. My friend picked up this gallon. We were on the phone call. I said, are you really drinking it? And she was like, yeah, I'm trying to get my water. If you showed me a gallon, I'm going to say I'm done. (laughs) This is about as big as my water glass gets and I have a 33 ounce bottle. My mind would tell me that it would overwhelm my mind. I would just be like, I can't do this too much. I would drown. But that's sometimes that's why people quit and stop on their journey because they make a drastic change. They're like, I'm going to stop eating and just eat smoothies. I'm going to stop eating and I'm going to just eat salads for a week or whatever. No, just say I'm going to eat and not going to eat after eight or I'm going to cut back on my portion sizes or I'm going to try to get an extra bottle or two of water in. If you make those smaller changes, it's not so overwhelming where you don't feel like you're like, oh my God. (laughs) 
feeling like a popsicle in the hospital? Well, ditch the hospital chills. Scrubmates, a base layer designed by a healthcare professional, understands the struggles of staying warm. Keep yourself toasty and your valuables secure with convenient zippered pockets. Support a small female-owned business and try Scrubmates today. You'll get 15% off your order using my code, RADTEX, at checkout. Thanks, Scrubmates, for bringing us this episode of A Couple of Rad Techs Podcast. Now let's get into the episode. You made a good point, too. You know, you talked about, you know, self-care. I thought the biggest thing in self-care that you did was recognize that you didn't want to be on four blood pressure medicines, Mm -hmm. that you wanted to take charge of your health. I have so many clients that come to me in their early 30s on two to three blood pressure medicines, several that have just gotten out of the ICU because they did a particular diet and it sent their blood pressure through the roof. To go in the ICU, your blood pressure must be real high. Right. And when I say it was high, it was high. They are fortunate to be alive, you know, so, and I see a lot more. My father was on dialysis since for 18 years. Since I was 13, he was on dialysis and he passed away some years ago. And it was three, two of his other siblings also lost their kidneys in their thirties, all because of high blood pressure and those, you know, trying to manage it with medicines and stuff, you know, medicines have side effects, you know, and I always tell people your body knows what to do with food and exercise and water and positive thoughts and stress reduce, you know, doing things you love. You sound like last time we talked, you just had come in from golfing. (laughs) I'm telling you, this girl, she, I'm like, she looks like she just finished golf, but she had the whole outfit on, but I wasn't going to jump to conclusions that she was like, I just finished my round of golf. So tell us, what do you do for fun? What's your self-care look like? So it's funny. Like I had somebody tell me, you do a lot of weekend stuff during the week. (laughs) When you are your healthy boss, you can. And I'm like, listen, I I try to incorporate everything. I do crafting. So I make t-shirts and I made the flowers behind me, um, the cardstock paper. So I'll figure out how to do things like that. I'll garden and go outside. Some days I will just sit outside, drink a smoothie and watch a movie in the backyard. I'll go golfing. I, I really love traveling. That used to be my thing to go traveling and go visit family and friends all the time. So one thing I made sure that I did during this COVID thing is find things to make me happy that I normally wouldn't do. So I picked up the sewing machine and I start pulled out the cricket and I started doing different things to kind of get your mind off of things. And I'll just listen to music or listen to a podcast and have that me time. I'll even cut the phone off or cut it on silent so that you can actually focus and not be distracted. I love it. I'm telling you, this is self-care. And when you have, I love talking to entrepreneurs because, especially serious entrepreneurs, because people that are entrepreneur minded, they have fun. Their schedule is, people ask them stuff like that. You do weekend (laughs) stuff during the week. Why is that not normal? Right. (laughs) Why is that not normal? You know, I mean, that's how it should be. You should do something that you love and also something that pays your bills where you can not live for the weekend. I grew up thinking to myself, I don't want to be one of those people. I watched my grandfather. I watched my mom and my dad work. And my dad had two businesses. Plus he worked nine to five. Mm -hmm. But the weekend was when they tried to cram everything in. And I'm like, this is too rushed. Right. I don't like this, you know. (laughs) And so I always knew I did not want that to be my life. And Mm -hmm. I got sucked back into it a little bit, relying on the nine to five. But COVID has opened my eyes to where I'm like, 
I don't plan to go back. And my husband's like, yeah, I really, and he's not an entrepreneur minded person. You know, mm-hmm. some people don't have that. That's just not his personality. Right. But he has come over onto the other side. <laughs> <laughs> he is on the other side. Now he's like, we need to retire. We need to go ahead and retire. I, I've been saying that for the longest. Right, right. Like, and a lot of people look at me crazy when I'm like, I'm retiring at 45. They're like, how in the world are you going to do that? I'm like, listen. You got to work. I told myself when I was in college that I didn't want to work for anybody else once I graduated. So that is the lifestyle that I (laughs) created. You know what I'm saying? I work hard and I I try to make time for myself because I know at some point I was just working. When I had my nonprofit and we owned a, a daycare, we were open for 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. I was working like a zombie because you got to be there before and you got to be there after. And you're always on edge when you're not there, hoping that nothing happens to the kids and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I had to figure out how I'm going to relieve stress. And sometimes I just have to do weekend stuff during the week to do that. (laughs) I don't blame you. I mean, like things were open. Me and my husband would just have, he tries to work three days a week. You know, now he works for, and we'll just pop on the plane and mm-hmm. just go somewhere. And our friends, like I said, number one, we don't have no kids. Right. And we keep our life a certain way because we love to travel. So right. I want to be able to hop on the plane. I want to be able to go and take a vacation for 30 mm-hmm. days. Like my friends, I, one thing I got so salty. My friend was like, we're going to go to Cyprus. You going to where? What? You going to Cyprus? Wow. You just said that like I'm going around the corner. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. She was like, you should come. I said, girl, I live in America. I can come to Cyprus. Right. She's like, oh, I forget. We're so close. Like she she lived like in, she didn't live in London. I forget where this particular person lived. But either way, she was around, around the corner. But wow. like, you said that like. <laughs> it was nothing. Right, yeah. right. Now I do want to do round the a world trip. Like I just want to take 30 days and just start hitting different states. Yeah. Nobody my age is like, yeah, I can't take off of work for 30 days. So I need to find somebody that's coming with me. <laughs> Girl, look, my niece, when she was younger, I would just take her mm-hmm. and she was my travel buddy. Now she grown. She don't want to hang with auntie anymore. <laughs> to take their trips now but i said i need it my, i got one more niece left but she's only one she can't travel with me yet. <laughs> Not yet. Partner, if my husband hadn't retired by then because he, <laughs> he he's like i get mad getting left behind you need to right job well you gotta clock in every day Come right on. right but you know some people personality and I, i've learned to respect that in the 19 years i've been married is that is not everybody's personality and to right for me, I'm not like a fly by the wind person. I'm going to always be responsible. I'm not going to jump into a business. You know, I remember my first entrepreneur job was at 13, cutting grass. Mm-hmm. So, and that was the first time I got money straight in my hand from somebody else. And I was like, I like the way this feels. Right. <laughs> so, and then I owned a hair salon. Then my sister and I had a hair salon. And then, I mean, it was a fully outfitted hair salon. And then I owned a cleaning business. I had an Air Force Base apartments. That contract just fell on me. And I was I learned a lot from that. We have to talk about that another time. But I learned a lot. That was one of the biggest contracts I've ever had. And some people might look at it as failure. But for me, it was one of the biggest lessons. Because it taught me that you can actually get contracts this big, Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think I ever could. You know, I thought I would only get the doctor's offices, you know, those. But this gentleman took a chance on me. I didn't have enough employees to fulfill it. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I fulfilled it, but it was, it killed me. I think I slept for three months to fulfill after I fulfilled that contract. Wow. I was hiring all my friends' kids to help me get those apartments clean. Get it done. I meant to not make him, you know, he gave me that chance and I wanted to make sure I did it to my best ability. Right. But after that, he wanted to renew it. And I said, I honestly can't, I had to say no. And I hated to say no, because it was some good money for a 19 year old, you know, and I was going to medical school after that for radiology. So I needed the money because I didn't want to come out with a lot of debt. But it taught me a lesson in entrepreneurship. Don't count yourself out. Don't, you know, part of self-care, too, is being willing to take chances on yourself. You're worth it, especially in business. And I think a lot of people, especially women, do not take chances in business. Not that you just throw it to the wind and say, I'm going to go out and do this thing I love. No, you know, you. I, I had my insurance. I did my LLC. I had all of those things in place before I did it, you know, properly. It was a proper business, but, you know, and I, I didn't go into debt with it. That was great. I never want to go into a business with debt. You know, I flipped houses, did those kind of things, but I did my research first. And so do you have any advice to encourage entrepreneurship to especially women, young people, because you were 17, I was 13. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give young people who everybody wants to have a brand, everybody want to have their own shoe line, you know, which is great, but realistic entrepreneurship, you know, what advice so would you give? everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Let's just say that. Like everybody can't be an entrepreneur. If you know that you may, sometimes things are just hobby, something that you are just going to do you know, here and there with some friends. But if you really feel in your heart of hearts that this is something that when you have good days, bad days, money, no money, you're still going to wake up every day and be there and give you 100%, then that's something you should pursue. But something that I learned over the years is you can't do everything on your own. So Mm -hmm. even though you have this dream and this passion, especially if you're young, I was not, I would not be able to have a whole nonprofit filling out IRS paperwork, you know, all of those things, applying for grants, if I did not have a team of people to support me. So find somebody who is like-minded. I was lucky to have a godparent and parents who were educated enough to be able to say, okay, I we own, we've operated nonprofits before. This is what you do. So if you have that support system, find a team of people to help you with your vision and don't give up. Because it's going to be good days, it's going to be bad days, but just don't give up. I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this and tell us how people can reach you because you've worked with startups, you've gotten grants for all kinds of stuff. We know somebody and it was just, it was happenstance that we know the same person. You got a grant for them. They're one of my friends. Mm-hmm. So help people to see how, what a grant writer does, you know, what, how could they use you, use your resources? Okay. So what I do is normally nonprofits are looking for funding. They don't have a a way of of funding, but they have this great idea. So one, before I even tell anybody about grants, I let them know that grants are supplemental. They're not the main goal. So once we figure out how they can get earned income, that's when we start talking about grants because nonprofits are still businesses. So we talk about earned income, then we find grant supplemental from that. So I have a grant writing certification course. So if you go to my website, people can learn how to write grants. And they can also, I have an area where they could find grants 
on my website and then they'll have the opportunity to do it for themselves and then we'll give them feedback and support because most of the time when people are writing grants they're intimidated by what it is and they're like oh my god this is a lot what are they asking for and all of that so the whole thing is I want to be able to support people through that process and encourage them to do it because a lot of people are like well I'll just hire a grant writer but you can't give the grant writer everything she needs if you don't know what they need. So you need to know and be educated on the program too. So even if you do hire a grant writer, it's best to know about grant writing. It's best to know and get involved in that process as well. And that's what I do. I help nonprofits understand what grant writing is, how they can find grants, what they're eligible for. And I try to motivate and encourage them to do it for themselves. Love it, love it, love it. This has been an amazing conversation. And you guys check out the caption the in the post here. You will see all of Kendra's links. Please support this author of The Healthy Boss, a self-help book. And just excited to do more things along with you, Kendra. I would definitely be using your grant writing resources. I've already told several people about it. So we can continue to support one another. I appreciate being able to link up with you and connect with you. I've learned a lot. And, you know, just to be able to connect with like-minded people and laugh, you know, just have a like-minded individual that you can kind of just relax with and laugh with and be right. and have good conversation. That's always Anything more is just gravy for me. So I appreciate your time and sharing with my audience. And you guys support Kendra Robinson and her business, The Healthy Boss, and support her book as well. You can get it on Amazon. The links are there. You can follow her on Instagram and check out her website. I am Chandria Singleton of Healthy Trust Living. And thank you again, Kendra. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. This is just one of the many free resources I offer to my clients to dump unhealthy habits and begin living. Be sure to visit my website for more free resources and health coaching. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others so they can join the Let's Chit Chat podcast. Have a great day, you guys. See you next episode.